Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And today we are going to shift gears and be talking through marriage and family and some kind of wrapping up that last one. And as of our last one, we've also invited our staff member, Mackenzie, to return Yay. to continue the conversation with us. So we're excited that you came back, Mackenzie. Thanks for joining us again Yay. today. Thanks, y'all. I'm excited to be here. So we are excited to wrap up this series, but definitely did not want to wrap everything up without hitting on boundaries and a very specific area of our lives that pretty much impacts everyone, no matter what stage of life you are in. And that is boundaries in family. Mm -hmm. We're going to focus quite a bit today on boundaries in marriage, boundaries with kids, specifically also even, you know, boundaries with people outside of your marriage, but who affect your marriage. So every angle that we can think of in that and trying to fit that into one podcast, (laughs) because I feel like this area, I mean, boundaries and families, we could do an entire year Mm -hmm. worth of podcasts on this, but we're just going to hit some high points today and, you know, focus in specifically um, on those, on those three areas that I mentioned, you know, I feel like every relationship that we have requires some level of boundaries, Mm -hmm. but oh my goodness, the ones with your family, I think sometimes, first of all, need the most attention because they can just go almost unnoticed. Like you, you grew up with these people or maybe you've been married to this person for so long or you've had these kids their whole life. I mean, whatever it is, (laughs) like it's just such a huge part of your daily life Mm -hmm. that it requires, I think, even more intentionality. It's so true. All right. Well, let's just get this conversation going. And Mackenzie, we'll be hitting over to you here in a moment, but we'll start with Mel. Just in regards Mm -hmm. to boundaries and marriage, and you've been married just over a year, Mel. What have you learned? learned so much. (laughs) I have so much to teach everyone about marriage from my vast experience. No, I will say, though, that I just recently finished. We've talked a lot Mm -hmm. about the boundaries series that Cloud and Townsend have written. And not too long ago, I finished Boundaries in Marriage. And I had read the, the first original boundaries book. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting into marriage in this first year and I'm like, okay, this relationship is like no other relationship I've ever had. So what does boundaries look like in this? Because there's a different responsibility to this person that I don't really have with everybody else Mm -hmm. out in the world. And so what does that look like? So I was really excited to delve into that book and I learned a lot and I will try to just hit on a couple (laughs) of the high points that not only did I learn while reading the book, but I've learned it through experience. Yeah. And and how it can work when you don't have good boundaries, mm-hmm. um, but also the fruit of having good ones in your marriage. And so I really think after reading it, what it boils down to me is just this idea of the law of responsibility. It's what they refer 
refer to in the book. And it's basically this idea of, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, but we are responsible to each other, but not for each other. And that can look like so many different things in marriage. But one of them is, first of all, just kind of, I think this maybe is a little bit of a no-brainer for people, but spouses should really refuse to rescue or enable the sinful or immature behavior of the other spouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's just an easy tendency. And I think most people would agree that like, oh yeah, no, that's not a good idea for me to enable sinful or harmful behavior in another person, regardless of whether or not it's your spouse. So that one to me is just kind of like a, okay, yeah, no duh. (laughs) What I've I've learned though is one of the hardest is, and it talks about in the book how the fruit of the spirit is self-control, not others' control. Oh man, here we go. (laughs) So, you know, just this idea of like, we have no power over the attitudes and actions of another person, Mm -hmm. including our spouse. Yeah. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that this might be an area that is most difficult for maybe women. I don't know. That might (laughs) be a stretch. But I feel like there is just this thing that I know so many women struggle with, with trying to control your spouse Mm -hmm. and, and trying to maybe get them to change. And what I've found is that when, even for me personally, if someone tries to make me change, Mm -hmm. I get resentful. Mm -hmm. I get rebellious. I am resistant. I don't want to change. And so that's not the attitude of someone who, who, who wants to change. And so that's not what I want to like foster in my spouse is like pushing them to change and then them getting like really resistant over it. And so what they talked about was how if I try to control my husband, the best that I can get is external compliance. Mm-hmm. But in that process, I just might lose his heart. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that is obviously not my desire. And we talk a lot of mercy about just the importance of of someone wanting to change and that coming from a deep place inside of them. That's how Jesus even reaches us. He's not about us trying to externally fix things, but having, having a heart change. And so that's not something that I can force or put on my husband. That's something that's going to come internally from him. And so I've just learned like, oh my goodness, we don't grow when we're judged or nagged Mm -hmm. or, or whatever the case might be, or resented, whatever it is, we need to feel that someone is in our courts, that someone is really supporting us. And so at the end of the day, whether or not I agree with everything or might see things that I wish were different or change, I want my husband to know that I support him that I'm on his team, that no matter what he is struggling with or working through, I'm there to be his support and not to be somebody like pushing against him and I don't know, just nagging and bothering. So that's been one big area. That's huge. That's awesome. Gosh, girl, preach. (laughs) So much to learn from that. I love it. Yes. Well, and then I think on the other side of that is that while I don't have the power to change my spouse, Mm -hmm. I do have the power to change me and mm. I am called to take ownership of my life. Right. And so at the end of the day, I have to take responsibility for my heart, for my mind, for my soul. That is who at the, I mean, at the end of my life, that's who I'm going to be held responsible mm-hmm. for is me. And so I have to be more concerned about my issues and what I'm bringing to the table than my spouse's, which, oh my goodness, that requires such an intentional, yeah. it's just so easy to just get so locked in on the other person and what they, you know, what I wish was different about 
about them. And I, I just think that remembering I have the freedom to respond to other people in whatever way I choose. And and, and also, honestly, at the end of the day, asking what am I doing in my marriage? What am I doing uh, to or or whatever it might be to my spouse that is, is really harmful, is not helping? And even asking him, there was a story in the book that I loved about this woman who was really just kind of with like a no good husband. Like he wasn't loving her well. He wasn't supporting her. And she chose on a regular basis to ask him the question, what do you see me doing that hurts or bothers you? Mm. And I was talking in the book about how this woman, like the husband never asked the question back to her, but she was continually asking him that question because she knew at the end of the day, she was responsible for her life and who better to speak into those things than her spouse and the yeah. person that she's around the most. And what I loved was this quote that she said, or I guess they said, whether or not her husband ever gets curious about his own growth is irrelevant to her journey. That's so good. So she's taking ownership for her life, regardless of her husband's response, regardless of whether or not he's even taking responsibility of his own. Yeah. And so I think there's two sides to that coin, not controlling someone else, but also absolutely taking ownership over your life. And so. understanding as you do change and you do shift, automatically 50% of the equation has changed, mm-hmm. which is a lot yeah. if you think about it. I can think of all the times in counseling conversations we've had this that you can't control and you can't change the other person. But as you continue to grow and change, 50% has already shifted. Like that's a huge amount of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so you have to believe that through the Holy Spirit and through that shift, there's going to be a ripple effect that comes because God's just cool like that. But even just statistically, that's, that's some good change right there. Right. Some good change. Gosh, we could just drop the mic right now. (laughs) I'm like, that's just the tip of the iceberg too. I mean, there's so much, I mean, we, we keep going back and referring Mm -hmm. people to those books, but really boundaries in marriage, I absolutely encourage you to check those out because there's just a wealth of great. Oh, so good. Thank you. So yeah. Well, Miss McKenzie. Yeah. Well, I would say that what I'm bringing to the table mm-hmm. came out of a hard lessons, just as you were talking about of uh, walking into my marriage and what does that look like? So I'm going to talk a little bit about boundaries and other relationships. Yep. And I think the one that kind of sticks out the most to me within marriage, especially and within a family is extended family. Mm-hmm. And what does that role play into your life on a daily basis? I think for me, it was a hard lesson to come to, to realize, okay, I'm forming a new family when I get married. It's me and my husband. And I think it's, I mean, it's scriptural. You're forsaking all others and all else for yeah. this person. And you're creating a new family. Mm-hmm. Ephesians says, Ephesians five thirteen says, as the scripture says, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. And so I think just taking that filter into the first year of my marriage really helped a lot of the heartache that I was, you know, overcoming. And I had to learn a lot of lessons, but no, I can't go home for this event because that's not what's best for Hmm. our family Mm -hmm. and realizing that our family stops at my spouse and I, and someday my spouse and my children and I, and we are, you know, we are first and foremost and everyone else gets a little piece of the puzzle, but they don't get everything and they don't get priority and they're not the first most important. And I, so I think just having that filter to run it through, has been a really great boundary for my marriage and kind of creating and forming this new family. And I love this analogy and I've, I've used it for years. I don't know, even remember where I first heard it. I think it might've been a teaching here at Mercy. When I was reading Shana Nequist's new book, Present Over Perfect, she talks about it and I was like, yes. So I'm going to use her words because they're way better than mine. 
So she says, picture your relationships like concentric circles. The inner circle is your spouse, your children, your very best friends. Then the next circle is your extended family and good friends. And then people you know, but not well, colleagues and so on to the outer edges. Aim to disappoint the people at the center as rarely as possible. That's good. And Mm -hmm. then learn to be more and more comfortable with disappointing the people who lie at the edges of the circle. People you're not as close to and people who do not and should not require your unfledging dedication. And so I think just taking that filter is a really great practical tool of like, all right, so what's important for the inner circle and then the next circle? Because if you give energy that is designated for your inner circle to someone on the outsider circle, it's not just that you are wearing yourself thin, you are taking away from that inner circle. You're taking Mm -hmm. away from your husband and your spouse and and all of that. So I think that's just a beautiful analogy that I was given and I love. And then looking at relationships outside of your family, maybe they're not family, but friendships and colleagues and work and all of that, but just learning to find balance in that, that I, I'm a firm believer that my husband's relationships with the men in his life are very important. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to prioritize that and not say, well, you and I are the only thing that matters. And so let's take out, you know, let's put blinders on and you're not allowed to have friendships outside of me. And so I think a part of healthy marriage and having boundaries in your marriage is prioritizing those relationships that are edifying for your spouse Mm -hmm. and for your children. You're going to talk a lot about that. I'm sure. But, you know, I think there's mentors and male to male and female friendships, just making sure that you're doing that in a safeguarding way, I think is really important. So I love that. And we talked a lot about family dynamics and how family relationships are the ones that kind of just get you a little more because you have that history. And so I think we talked about that on our going home for the holidays, boundaries for the Mm -hmm. holidays. And so if you have questions about specific, like, oh, you don't understand my specific family relationship, (laughs) go back to that podcast. It's great. Mm -hmm. And I know that we, the three of us talked a lot about that and how to safeguard yourself and how to bring in accountability and how to bring people into your life. And, and just again, going back to, okay, who's speaking into me as a person? That's right. Are these people, do I want their life? And I think that's something I go back to a lot. That can look like relationships with family. That can look like relationships outside of your family with other people and looking at, okay, this person who's speaking into my life, that's a boundary that I've put in. Do I want the life that they are currently living? It's really good. I can love them. I can come alongside them. I can be in relationship with them, but their opinion is going to matter less to me than those people that are on the in, inner circle of my life. It's mm-hmm. really so. good. I just think about rehab and how much they charge for you to go to rehab. It is like a college tuition and this place is completely free of charge. And it's incredible that what you get here and the counseling you get and the and the books that you get to read and the food that you're served and just everything you don't have to worry about a penny um, because it's just free that's a big deal to a lot of people and yes there is a waiting list but it's worth every second of it Mercy Multiplied is a free of charge residential program and we want to help Please visit mercymultiplied.com today for more information. And remember, there is no problem too big or too small for God. It just was making me think about how I I think, I mean, I'm 34 years old and I'm Mm -hmm. just now starting to learn. I can't be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. (laughs) 
taken me a little while to get there. But, you know, just just knowing that and understanding mm-hmm. that I feel like really is starting to help me understand boundaries again, because I'm mm-hmm. still yeah. new with this whole marriage thing. Right. I understand what boundaries look like with people outside of my yeah. marriage and how at the end of the day, I love the bullseye analogy. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the day, right now, it's my husband right. and I, and that is my number one priority above yeah. all things. And I was actually like on the phone with somebody the other day who's a really good friend of mine. I knew my husband and I had a really hard day at work mm-hmm. and she called me and she'd had a really hard day at work. And I was upstairs and I was on the phone with her while my husband is downstairs. And I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. I can't be all things to both of these right. people right now. And guess who gets my first attention? Yeah. My husband. So I hung up with her. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. After she stopped crying. And, <laughs> I get it. I get it. And went downstairs. Cause I mean, that was just one of those things where I realized I needed to put the first thing first. And so yeah. I think that's great. That analogy. And I think just getting comfortable with disappointing people mm-hmm. and saying, okay, this is where we're realistically at. And I might disappoint someone, but who am I going to be more upset about disappointing? Mm-hmm. Is it my husband or is it my friend? And even within your, your relationship with your husband saying, okay, this is how much time I have to give, how much energy right. and how much relational capacity, just being honest with the people in your life, I think is another really great boundary mm-hmm. saying today I'm coming in hot. I love you and I want to be with you, but I can't be your everything. Mm-hmm. Cause even for your husband, you cannot be his everything. Right. You can't take God's role. So yeah. I love that. That's so good. Not being Holy spirit junior, mm-hmm. as we say. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yep. good one. But just recognizing, like I think of the friends in my life that if I need to say, Hey, my kids need me or my husband, they're going to get it and they're going to respect yeah. that. If they don't, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to set some additional mm-hmm. boundaries in regards yes. to your friendships and understanding yep. like if they really are pushing, then they're me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're going to be speaking about safe people starting this week. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> really recognizing like if there is a pushback in that, then there may be some things you need to kind of be thinking about mm-hmm. anyway. Well, Jen, I feel like a lot of what I was talking about was kind of edging on mm-hmm. what you're going to lead us into. And because you are the only one of the three of us who have children, we'd like to hand the baton off and Please learn from you. Us. That seems fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I will see what I have to impart. Well, I think anytime we talk about boundaries, especially with adults, it seems a lot more cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about, it's not easy. Boundaries are not technically easy. Often there's that whole statement we've made over and over and over again that they don't harm, but sometimes they hurt. Like right. they're uncomfortable. It's not easy. But with kids, I think the concept of boundaries looks a little different. You're going to definitely set boundaries with your kids as they age and as they grow. That seems a little bit more like what we're talking about. But I even think with my three-month-old, there's boundaries I'm setting around her life. Mm -hmm. Even in regards to every night at eight o'clock, she takes a bath. Mm -hmm. And by 830, she's going up to bed. And there's structure and there's, there's boundaries that are being placed around her life. But really, especially when we talk about kids, boundaries are needed because they create security and they create safety. If you grew up in a household where there wasn't a lot of boundaries, you probably didn't feel very safe. You didn't feel like you knew what was around the corner. You didn't know what to expect. And so having boundaries and expectations on your kids, Mm -hmm. whether that's about their schedule, whether that's about their attitude, whether that's about them getting their homework done, depending on what age we're talking about, that actually creates a lot of security and safety. They don't always like it. It's not always something that they may be like, thumbs up. This is so fun. Thanks, mom. But it actually allows them to feel safe and secure so they can grow and begin to become become more and more of who they are. Really, it's a place of understanding as you're setting boundaries with 
with your kids, you need to look at what is age appropriate and what is understanding appropriate. So I am not going to set the same boundary with my three-month-old that I will with my 12-year-old. Sure. Have read a report, that would not make sense. Yes. But really going, okay, what makes sense for the stage that they're in? And really walking alongside them to make sure that they understand what you're expecting, that you're communicating well, and that you're setting the bar only as high as they can line up to. And really, I think there's just, I have to continue to reiterate that if you don't, if you did not come from a home where there was boundaries set and you didn't understand what that looks like, it may take a little extra work for you as a parent to put those in place. I think sometimes we also need to really put boundaries around ourselves, Mm -hmm. whether it's the way that we interact with our children. I know for me and my daughter, and I still talk about this sometimes, growing up, I had a lot that I walked through. And so as I grew into marriage and into children, there were some parts of me that I realized, wow, I've got some anger and some reactionary issues that I've got to deal with Mm -hmm. so that these don't start to splash out onto my kids. And there's still some times that my daughter will go, mom, I don't know that you're handling this as well. Oh, (laughs) gosh, mom, you know, like challenges me because I mean, my daughter and I have enough of a conversation and relationship where she knows that's not the way I want to parent. And so she even sets a boundary to some degree in a very respectful, honoring way of like, mom, you seem like you're stressed. You seem like you're, or I don't feel like you're communicating this very well for me to really be able to take that in, but also to set the boundaries on her where they need to be put in a way that is loving and respectful and kind. And so I think there's something to be said about just understanding that those boundaries really play off for ourselves as well as them. And I think, especially as parents, there's something to be said about understanding where you begin and end. So if you're just having one of them days, it may not be the day to sit and have some big long conversation or some big correction conversation. You may just need to get yourself together, Mm -hmm. set some boundaries on yourself before you enter into that conversation with your kids so that they're set up for success and so that you are as well. But I think ultimately, I mean, it could go on and on and on about age by age, but I think there's something to be said about just understanding that boundaries help our kids be positioned to blossom Mm -hmm. and to really understand even in the bigger picture, their relationship with the Lord, because as we've talked even weeks ago, Jesus set boundaries. He was an example of that. But even Father God in our relationship with him, he has boundaries. He has expectations. He has things that he places on us and in our relationship with him. And so as a mother and a father, we are actually in a spiritual mandate from the Lord to teach our children what it means to walk in relationship with the Lord. And so if I'm really good at helping them understand boundaries, then they're going to understand how that then equates to their relationship with the Lord as well. And not that he's this task master and he's got this lightning rod he's going to shoot at them, but that he does have an expectation and he does have biblical mandates on our lives, not just to squash us or to cause us to be in a bad place, but really because he loves us and he wants us safe and he wants us secure and he wants us to really walk in life and light. And so... There you go. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Boundaries with children. (laughs) But I have to say, like, as I was just listening to you, I I was honestly wanting more. Mm -hmm. Like, give me more examples. Teach more. You know, I don't have children yet. And so there's so much about that area that is so foreign to me that I would love to unpack that even Mm -hmm. more. But once again, I don't want to sound like a broken record here. We really encourage people to go. There's boundaries with With children, children. boundaries Mm -hmm. with teenagers, Mm -hmm. both by Cloud and Townsend. Mm -hmm. And so entire books on these topics that we really do encourage. Encourage you. Cloud and Townsend did not pay us to promote their books no. in these series. I promise. But we use be. their books 
in our Mercy program. And so there's so much that they teach in their books that we absolutely believe mm-hmm. in and are in agreement with. And so just really, if you heard the podcast today or for that matter, heard any of this series and we're just thinking, I need more of that, yeah. then we really encourage you to go check out those resources because we're going to be moving on to a new topic mm-hmm. next month. So ladies, this has been that. fun. Mackenzie, thank you so much for joining thank us you. again. Thank you so much it's for having me. You both are so full of wisdom. I just, I'm gleaning it all as I'm talking. <laughs> so thank you so much. Well, for all of you listening, we definitely encourage you to join us next month. We are going to be starting a new series that is somewhat related to this mm-hmm. topic. But as you referenced earlier, it's going to be a series on safe people. Right. Which just happens to also be a book by Cloud and Townsend. But this is very, um, this, they relate a lot, these topics do. And so we're really excited to talk about, you know, the importance of recognizing toxic relationships mm-hmm. in our lives, getting those out or setting the appropriate boundaries around those and inviting, you know, we've talked a lot about how boundaries keep the bad out, but also allow the good in. Right. And so also just how to invite safe people into your life um, so that you are really walking in health in all of your relationships. So thank you so much for joining us today and we hope that you'll join us next week. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.